Take a peek to your right real quick right there. Boom. There it is. That's the first little that album was the first ever signed Luke Shoemaker album, but it was signed twice. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got gold then. Yeah. You wanna, you wanna tell them the story? I gotta so, hear so, it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so fucking dumb. This is how you can tell it's gonna be a good story. I was uh intoxicated. Oh. Welcome back. What's up, guys? Welcome back, everyone, to Lobster Party Podcast. Uh, Today, we are joined by a very special guest, Jason Parrish, Walter Franklin of the band Monkey Thumb. Monkey Thumb. Thanks for having us, guys. (laughs) Thanks, Absolutely, absolutely. We're happy to have the Monkey Thumb on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess we met you guys at that um, that Rock Your Stockings benefit show, Um, Mm -hmm. the the one that with the podcast sponsored or whatever. and I immediately became fans. Cool, that was one of those man. things, Thanks, man. man. You know, um, it, it was sick. Like I, I didn't really know what to expect. And even after listening to it, for me, it was like it's uh, it's uh, what you guys are doing is pretty unique. Yeah, I like you know, like I can't really like conform it to like a specific genre subgenre. And I kind of dig that. You know, right? On. Pretty cool. So, um, but what's what's going on with you guys? What's what's been going on here lately? Man, we've been busy as hell. Yeah, <clears throat> just. Phones blowing up constantly, gigs coming in, yeah. lots of recordings, still shooting videos. Everything's just rolling right along, man. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Pretty quick, too. That's good. Yeah. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. So, like, how, how did Monkey Thumb kind of come to be? How did you guys get started? Uh, this stuff. <clears throat> I just answered a ad that they had posted on a Facebook page looking for a, a front man for a band. So I drove out to Conway and tried out and... uh that just kind of how it happened, yeah. man. Him and Caleb were already doing the thing with. Uh, yeah, we had a previous band, and it kind of fell through. Okay, you know, the yeah. end of it was over with, and me and Caleb kind of decided: did we want to do the music again or do it not? You know, so we just started just jamming, you know, and and put the ad out one day, and then this guy came about, and I've always told people, and I still have the video to this day, like. He started singing Alice in Chains. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as he started singing it, I was like, shit. Like, <laughs> this is, that. that's it. It was like yeah. the second time he was there and I walked out. So I was like, hey, man, you want this? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right. Boom. Got it. Just like uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I had been doing cover stuff, cover band stuff for a couple of years and staying really busy, but I was just getting really tired of it, man. Just being in the, you know, same clubs all night, four hours a night and stuff. So. It's like, let's get back to the roots of it and start writing some music. And- mm-hmm. No, I totally understand that. I mean, I, I've been looking into starting to do like drum covers and stuff myself, but it's right. stuff I want to do like on the side, like for fun versus like I've, I've, you know, getting out and actually like playing in bands and, and writing. Like it's a whole different like itch to scratch, really. You yeah, know, it is like getting to play is awesome. But like at the same time, I still want to like be creative and still write, you know. So, right. no, I totally understand that, man. So, um, how long has the band been like around? Well, like I know you said that it started as like a different project. Well, but- we it started right before COVID, about about a year before COVID. Yeah, and we just started just like we didn't start writing nothing. We just started filling each other out. Like, how are we going to do it when we start writing? We started writing the album. We got like two songs in, and then COVID hit. Yeah, and everything shut down. So we were like probably four songs in. And we were like, well, this sucks because you can't gig, 
but maybe it's kind of like a blessing in a way. So we just shut ourselves away in his house and just started nailing songs out constantly the whole time. Started writing and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of helped out because like now that COVID's over with and everything's starting to open up, we can start pushing everything. And I mean, I, I'd probably say the band itself, like we found Dave behind a dumpster, you know, not too long <laughs> after we started it all. But no, I'd probably say probably about a year now fully. The band's been kind of going with it and it's just taking off so quick right now. Mm-hmm. No, that's Hell good. Yeah. yeah, I can tell you guys have been staying busy. I mean, I just keep seeing like new shows pop up, right. all kinds of shit, which is, which is like super awesome, man. Um, so y'all's guitar player Dylan, though, how, how did he kind of come into the raps? Like, uh, like that dude's badass. By the way, is, yeah. I was he in is. a band, like the very first band I was in. We started when I was like twelve years old, and it was me and uh, Dylan's brother Derek and another guy, and uh, so. I jammed with those guys for years and years, and then uh, so I, it's like I grew up with Dylan. You know what I mean? I remember yeah, when he was sure. just a little little bitty kid and everything. So then we were looking for guitar players, and we tried out all kinds of guitar players, and it's like always, you know, <laughs> work interfered or it just didn't mesh or whatever the case was. And then uh, Dylan, we we said, why don't we just get a hold of Dylan, man, see what he's up to, and. We had him out, and it was like, why didn't we just do this to begin with, right. man? This yeah, is, yeah. He's badass. It's it's like that sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it, that's like hindsight's twenty twenty, you know? Mm -hmm. But no, yeah, dude dude is fucking badass like that. I don't want to say it caught me off guard, but like it but it kind of did. Like when yeah. he started soloing yeah. and came out of left field, I was like, oh, shit. This, this yeah. dude's going yeah. off, man. Yeah. Um, that, that was definitely... He definitely got a lot of spotlight the last show we just did at Vino's because... You know, he's he's still that's the first band he's really been in that's like, you know, wanting to go somewhere, you yeah. know, and molding him into the person that he is like he's a phenomenal freaking guitar player. And then I think he had more people coming up to him at the Vino show and we just like pushing him like, go do it, man. Go talk to him, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. fucking sick. So, so I have to, I have to ask though. I'm curious. Like, is it, uh, how did you guys settle on Monkey Thumb? Like, is the we name? Where that did lot. that come from? <laughs> Man, it came from like a month of going through names and just shooting them down one after the other, and then just being like, something's got to stick. What's something that's just gonna be, you know, just catchy? It's got to have like this voodoo ring it's got to have like you know it's got to have a few different elements but that so i guess him you and caleb were out getting drunk one night i think yeah and he's in the back seat and out of nowhere he was just we started talking about it, and he goes what about monkey thumb and i kind of just like the whole car got kind of quiet and i was like okay like that's ridiculous but in my mind i was <laughs> like damn that's a badass kind of name so we kind of like pondered on it for a little while and started different thing, different song. Or, uh, it wasn't supposed ideas. to stick. It wasn't. It was supposed to be a working name till we got something going yeah. on. You know what yeah. I mean? But then yeah. it's like once we called it that and made a few posts and it's everybody you see, they're like, what's up with the name Monkey Thumb? Monkey th and it's yeah. like, well, it's easy to remember, obviously. <laughs> it sticks out. It yeah, does. It, does. it really threw does. me off. Like I haven't... Uh, I, I admittedly I uh I listened to y'all today for the first time. I've been so busy this past week when I found out we were even doing this uh episode with y'all. And uh it threw me off like all week they're like monkey thumb, monkey thumb. I'm like, who what's going on here? Who is monkey thumb? <laughs> and then finally today I was like, Well, I want to listen to these guys before I, you know, talk to them. And uh yeah, it threw me off. But y'all really good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh oh, yeah. I really liked uh Bad Dreams a lot. Cool, I really man. liked that one. Yeah, that yeah. main guitar lead, mm -hmm. you know. <clears throat> 
That video alone was a lot of work. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot it, of trips to the was, doctors too. It was a, it was a lot darker than I thought <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Be. Like because when I when I thought of Monkey Thumb, I thought of like some kind of like punk band, you know, right. like something like little punky or whatever. And then when I watched the video, I was like, holy shit, this is this is cool. Okay, yeah. it does have like a punk band, like yeah, it, like that's what is what you would expect. Now I think about right, it. Yeah, 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 which kind of adds to that like polarization of like hearing you guys and it being like kind of multi-genre in a way is like oh shit like you don't you really don't know what to expect so that's pretty sick but that's a good idea like the fact that you know it is just such a stick out like polarizing name right it's like at first it is kind of like oh it's kind of goofy but then it's like oh it actually has like a nice ring to it It really does yeah (laughs) well you know it's everything's got to be so morbid and everything and all these yeah, names. It's like, right. well, how can we just do something a little bit different? You My know? thing was like fair. when we were thinking yeah. about the names, I always see I, when I was a kid, I grew up in like California and stuff. So you see a lot of billboards and a lot of marquees and you see a name and you don't know what it is, but you're kind of curious. Yeah, man. So I kind of always thought of that when we were thinking of names, like if I, if I was to be out and I seen monkey thumb, I wouldn't know if it was a play, a jazz band, a piano player, a rock band, who knows? So it's like you kind of get drawn to that. Yeah, it just adds to the intrigue. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. It's funny that that came, that kind of um, played out that way for you guys, like with it being like a placeholder name, because that's kind of how it worked with. Yeah, that's kind of right? Yeah, right. that's kind of how our story was too. The Lobster Party was just a working name until we could figure something out, and then it just stuck. Yeah, because right. I started making logos for it and shit, and I was like, "Well, it looks pretty neat, so let's just stick with it." Yeah, yeah, that's how we were too. And now we're like, "Well, now Google fucks us because it auto corrects every time." <laughs> 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 that's true. Yeah, I think I, I think typing you guys in, it tried to do that. Oh it was like yeah, trying to, man. You know, add the letters or whatever. A lot of people <laughs> ask us why didn't we just put the O instead of the U, and I'm like, "Well, we kind of wanted to make it a little different." Yeah, you know. But the other monkey thumb gets tagged a lot. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's another monkey there thumb. is like oh. up north is it with an o yeah, yeah. and they had like a hundred likes on their facebook page and they hadn't gigged in like 10 years <laughs> so, you know what i mean so we were like uh, but they've been getting out. a lot of tags here lately. They're probably like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll catch on eventually. Because well, especially if they don't have that many likes, like I feel like you guys have actually picked up quite a bit of traction, it seems, right. recently. Because I think I looked at y'all's page and it's like over 2,000, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just pretty badass. That's dope. Yeah. Hell it seemed yeah. like just like probably, I don't know, maybe December we were at like 15, maybe 16. And now it's just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Even the, the views on YouTube, you know. I think our No Hell movie's been out, or video's been out probably just a couple months, you know, and it's just pretty cool because everything is just taking off so fu- so fucking fast. Yeah. Well, we made a decision where that anything we put out, we wanted it to be good quality. You know what I mean? Like the best we could do, and I kind of think that's paid off. You know, I think people see that, and I, I think it helps get a little bit of traction. Absolutely. You know, not just... Okay, here's another lyric video that we made with free samples off Google or whatever, you know, we actually put in the time and try anyway. It's a lot easier to pay attention to something that has good quality. You know, it's sometimes hard to watch something that, you know, somebody just half asses and stuff most of the time. So, no, I I totally understand where you're coming from, you know, putting out that good quality stuff. Mm -hmm. But if we would have known... That like to make the bad dreams video, we were gonna have to oh. sink Dave's truck into the swamp and <laughs> yeah, it was, you know get ran off by the police from yeah. a video shoot and all, all this yeah. kind of stuff. It, we it, made every just time we shot samples, something, yeah. there was something. Either <laughs> like Jason's wife Veronica's in the in the video and her running up the steps. We did that 
probably 10, 15 times. Yeah. That next week, she was at the doctor at least twice because she was sick because it was cold <laughs> oh, as hell. And, uh, oh, shit. You know, and like I said, every scene, you know, Dave's truck, we stop on the side of the road, him and his wife are in it, and they're in front of me, and I'm like, all right, we're good. And all of a sudden, their truck just starts drifting off into the swampy area. Ooh. Man, it was some tough shit. It was. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. I need to watch that one. I, I didn't. I haven't watched that one. Um, that and then the cops. That was the. Yeah, we got the cops called on us. We were shooting a scene in the cemetery. Oh, the shit. only time anybody <laughs> could get church. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were doing it on a Sunday night, and there's a little church across the road, you know, and they come out, and we've got fog and lights and yeah. all. I, I guess they thought it was the apocalypse or something because they called the cops, and the cops show up, and he's like, Yeah, they called, and they were like, we really don't know what's going on over there, but yeah. just thought there was a fucking seance yeah. happening across yeah. the street. We had little kids, the kids that are in the video, all dressed up as ghosts. He's kind of oh, look. No, they wow. were freaking out a little bit. The yeah. cop wow. was like, "We've never really had this," but it was cool because by the end of the night, the cop was on his Google phone showing us different cemeteries, so he can go here and do it. Yeah, and here, kind of helping us out. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's always cool when that happens because we've we've had like a long, long time ago. I remember doing like band practice, and someone called the cop on us yeah it was like a i probably was a sunday i think probably weekend or something but like they kind of showed up and they were just like well i mean it's like <laughs> 6 p.m and you guys are here doing this and not out fucking committing crimes so yeah. Like, yeah. y'all are good yeah he was, basically didn't he say he was like well you guys aren't doing drugs so <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Like, so. he was like i'd rather you guys be here being loud than doing fucking anything else just right. about yeah. which so. uh which music video was that for? you were there bro which one no that was at my house no that wasn't a music video that was just band practice remember when oh. we got the cops called on us you were oh, there yeah yeah that was fun yeah I remember that. <laughs> That was a long, yeah. Because we had to stop, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was later than I think. It was no, it was pretty late in the day. Pretty dark. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, maybe that's what it was then. Oh well, we just didn't get in trouble though, so whatever. It could have been a lot worse. (laughs) (laughs) But no, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, there's so much stuff that you uh, you can prepare so much for a music video like that, and you. There's always going to be some shit to go. Oh, yeah. oh man. Some Every kind of time, way, man. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the planning. You, we, we would be out there, and we'd have to have, like, four generators, yeah. the lighting guy, camera guy. And then here comes an unexpected thunderstorm. Out of nowhere. All sitting under a canopy right. for yeah. three hours. You know what I mean? Damn. It was always something, but... It's just part of the challenge, man. Yeah. For sure. We get a lot of people ask us, like, who did your video, and who did this? And, I mean, everything we've done, pretty much we've done it on our own you know on our music wise we've been really you know big shout out to blake allison yeah, from devour sure. the day in Egypt central i mean he's been oh yeah I love such him. an yeah. amazing help with us you know with certain things and even if it's just a little advice you know he's always a phone call away mm-hmm. but with like the filming of the video if jason wasn't in it he was filming it. if i wasn't in it i was filming it. and then veronica was doing stuff and we just had a lot of help and a lot of long hours on those videos but i mean like jason said the we wanted to make it just right because we didn't want to half-ass anything. Because if you're going to do it by yourself, you might as well just do it big. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that makes sense. But that's that's awesome. I mean, it seems like it paid off in the long run. It did like, yeah. definitely stuff to get views, man. Yeah, this guy right here, I can't count how many hours sitting behind the computer. We'd all be asleep and then early in the morning trying to get ready for work, and this guy's still up editing video and stuff like that. So. 
Oh, Jason, you do the editing and all that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Nice. Video Hell yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Someday we'll get someone else to do it. <laughs> Dude, no, 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 I totally understand. Editing is a fucking bitch, yes, man. Yeah, such he a bitch. He does the yeah. editing. It's so rewarding, though. I mean, the end result, yeah. you yeah. know, it's so rewarding. But, but yeah, the process is just freaking, I just sit there and go insane for a little while. You know? <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. We'd go I, over there and it's like, hey, check this one out. And you have a whole... Pretty much the whole thing done. And the next day you go over there, he's like, ah, oh, man, I kind of kind of tweaked it a little bit. And it's totally different again. You're just <laughs> right. like, by the time it's coffee over, cups. Yeah, there. <laughs> there's just coffee cups everywhere. By the time it's done, you're like, well, how many takes did we do? Like, he's, oh, we probably had about seven or eight different edits. And I was like, shit. Damn, you know? Jesus. No, editing is a bitch. But you're right. It's, it's rewarding. Once it's yeah. done, you get that final product and you get it out and everything. It's fucking awesome. Um, but like, man, especially luckily with like something like this, it's it's relatively simple. It's just long. Yeah. So you got like yeah. hour, 15, hour and a half or yeah. however long of like mm-hmm. footage. So it just takes so much time making sure everything's lined up, everything's synced. It all kinds of shit, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, right. And with it being a podcast too, you have to make you have to be keep it in mind that like this needs to also be enjoyable for people listening. So it needs to be seamless. You don't really right. get get away with like jump cuts like you do with certain U- YouTube videos or music video. Well, music videos, you know, you just have the track, so you can kind of just and you still have to make sure it's synced though. So right. like that's impor- important too. But um no, I to- I I totally feel you there, man. <laughs> it's but a spe- long process. Yeah, man. So speaking of uh music videos though, um I wasn't expecting to get in the inside on that one, but that's that's awesome. But I was interested in like y'all's process for the No Hell Like Home music video i was uh, curious kind of how that all went down and what went into that man was, were, were you guys in a mechanic shop yeah yeah hot ass fucking mechanic <laughs> yeah shop. yeah yeah it's like 115 <laughs> degrees in there oh, yeah. Fuck that. yeah uh we patrick hawkins we need to give him a shout yeah. out he's a photographer from cersei man and uh it was his business and it was their building and uh he just said that we could use it, it some right? kind of so, roofing and they yeah. had like this massive ass part in the back and he was like hey do you guys need this and i think kind of like a hookup between you know dylan knew a couple of the people that worked there so yeah and then but we got in there and we got to shooting a video and stuff and patrick came out and he's like man this is really cool he's like i want to shoot you guys care if i do something i'd like to care if you do some shooting come on man <laughs> and you got all that badass camera and he's got the drone and everything and so we just kind of lucked out that he was into it and wanted yeah. to do it you know what i mean so who was shooting it before he stepped in uh, we were just kind of guerrilla shooting yeah. it. Veronica shoots a lot of shots. We have a couple of people. We just kind of do an A roll and a B roll. And okay, we, yeah, you know, we we started out. We'd already been shooting a couple of scenes at a park there in Cersei, you know, on another hot ass day, and uh, so we just kind of had the A roll B roll thing going on. We figured if we get enough footage, then we'll have stuff that we can use. You know what I mean? So that was just mm-hmm. kind of the plan. And especially going into no hell because we really didn't have a theme yeah. or anything like that. We just wanted something that moved along and kind of we we wanted to put the theme to it, kind of like the the whole like uh, freak show thing because you know it's kind of what the the song is about. Is like you know is home the freak show or we the freak show at home? What you know what I mean? It kind of goes both ways. So mm-hmm. I wanted to put that in the video. So that's interesting. So go go into the to the more the music side of it. Um, I know you guys have put out like um, your first like self titled album and everything. So I I am really interested in how like essentially kind of what went into like the the writing process. So and everything. Uh, 
when I got with these guys, they already knew Blake. Before we ever wrote a song, we went and met with Blake. And uh, he was kind of hooking us up on, here's the DAW he uses. It'll be easy if we use something similar and we can send blah, blah, blah. So we just kind of started writing like that. And uh, we started off writing at at our buddy Joey's house, uh, just on Walter's iMac, basically with a two-channel interface and kind of just sending the stems over to Blake. And then, you know, he'd work them up and send them back. And we'd be like, oh, my God, this went from nothing to something. Like, this dude's awesome. Yeah, he... uh, so. hate to cut you off or anything, but I I actually really like Devour the Day. Yeah, dude. Their album, Soar, I don't know if y'all have ever heard it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is so underrated. Yeah. And, like, every single song on that fucking album is great. My old band got to open up for them on that... album release show oh, really? at the metroplex and that's the actually the day that i met blake oh wow okay. and it was man i uh i actually saw devour the day the first time i saw them was at juanita's yeah and they were it was four sore i think yeah like right when it first came out but yeah they're great interesting enough the that was the first time i've been in to juanita's since uh they shut down the first one right and the last band i saw at that juanita's was egypt central yeah that's insane yeah so, but yeah, like that's how we just started writing, just kind of paying attention to what Blake was doing, you know, and he'd have us come out and track at his studio and stuff. And it was just like, so then we just started investing in, in gear and we recorded everything at my place and uh, we'd send stuff to Blake on a lot of songs and, and he'd, you know, mix them for us or give us input on them. And then we just kind of go from there, you know, and it's just kind of a, Work in progress. We we get better as we go at it. The next album is going to be better than the first one, just because. It, I mean, it. There's such a learning curve to all of this stuff, man. You know, like yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. It's not. Whenever I started playing, whenever we you wanted to go record an album, you got your shit together and you tried to gather up all the money you could to go get a couple of days in a studio and just hammer it out and kind of you took what you whatever you had is what you had when you were done. You know, mm-hmm. but doing it this way, it's like. We can really get creative with it, put the time into it, do as many takes as we want. You right. Know, so it's really, it really is the way to do it kind of modern day. Cause we, I mean, we've done stuff like that back in the day where it was yeah. just like, let's try to squeeze as much of time, as much as we can in this eight hour time frame, exactly. whatever, and hope for the fucking best. And right. nine times out of 10, well, I say nine times out of 10, maybe whatever, there's the chance, regardless, that you're not going to be super satisfied with how it turns out. Versus with this, you kind of have a lot more, I don't want to say infinite time, but yeah, you kind of have a lot more leeway time-wise, a lot more leeway to get creative. It really is just kind of the way to fucking do it if you have, it the, is, if yeah. you can you can learn the, um, the DAW and you can learn how to use all of these fucking, uh, what's it, all the equipment, everything. Yeah is like the learning curve. And then like you said, there's there's just like the learning curve of just getting better over time too. Because right. ideally, yeah, if you're putting out music and albums, like you you do want your um, music to like progress and get progressively better every single time, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it kind of sucks because like the next song you do, you'll learn so much doing it that you almost want to go back and do all the previous songs yeah. and redo yeah. them yeah. all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of how we did a couple. I think it was like two songs on the album that – the original way it was written was totally different because we would finish it and we would learn as we're doing it. We're like, well, let's just go fix this one spot. And you end up rewriting the whole damn thing again. Yeah. I think that happened like at least two or three times until we finally were like, okay, we cannot change this again. We want to keep it like it is. And it was just so hard to do it, but 
I mean, you got to make the yeah, choice. Yeah, you, right. you do, because if not, you will just drive yourself crazy, yeah. and you'll you'll have a never-ending, never-completed song, basically. Mm-hmm. This guy knows all about that. Yeah, he's, real, he's real yeah. bad about going back <laughs> like, and trying to... <laughs> it's really funny, because Sal will be like super into a song, and then about like three to four days, he hates it. I'm the same <laughs> way, bro. Yeah. He's I'm like, no, let's way. just fucking restart it. Yeah. Like, no. I fucking hate myself for it. <laughs> But but yeah, sometimes it just ha- you just kind of have to hit. It's like a like you guys said. Just like, it's like okay, we got to stop. Got to stop. It's already really good. You could tweak it in the fucking oblivion, right. but you'll never have anything if you do that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I totally totally understand that, man. Um, so o- overall, like how about how long did that like writing process take, like as a whole? And and one more thing, I'm sorry. As far as the drums go, the word uh, did you guys like actually record? real drums or was it programming we have like a, a a roland uh electric kit that we just patch in midi so then yeah. cholo plays and then we just have the the midi there and we just kind of you know tweak the kit and everything on there so it, it's just so much easier man yeah. you know than trying to hook up 16 mics for a drum set and do all the it's just so much Shit, the drum sounded good though i was almost gonna say like they sound acoustic man it's just you know? tweaking it's and tweaking, tweaking on yeah them, dude just but you still did it on an electric kit and actually right. played everything that's yeah. good that's cool man that's yeah. cool which i mean either way like the the modern day like programming technology has gotten so good that nine times out of ten if it's done right and mixed well you can't tell i mean there's so many albums out there that you wouldn't know that were actually mm-hmm. midi being wrote out like i did versus acoustic because there's times where i listen to one researching i'm like holy shit like they did that midi with a rolling kit and i'm like well if they can fucking do it so can i yeah you know well and sometimes it was tempting we'd be like writing the songs and you know you're on logic and you can just pop in the ai drummer to write with and i'm so much better at writing with a with an ai drummer than writing with a click track you know what i mean and it'd be like damn this sounds really good but then cholo be like nope i'm doing it you know so (laughs) It, I get I it. Like it's, it's kind of a yeah. pride thing, man. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I can program the drums and stuff, but at least doing it like the way you did, you still physically played it. Yeah, everything that's there is played, and if you tweaked like the sounds, I mean that that just is what it is. I mean, you know, you can do that with anything, but you still played it. So because like I've had albums in the past, like where that in other bands that have been released with like program drums and stuff, and it's like. Even if I wrote it, it's still there's still a little bit, and maybe this is just a personal thing to me where it's just like, but I didn't play it. Right. I can play it, and live you'll see me play it. But on here, this isn't me playing it. Right. I don't know that that's maybe that's just me. No, it's, like, it's him too. No, it's me too. It's him too. Yeah. Most definitely, you know. I just I like to have that feeling, you know, in it. You know, yeah. a machine can only do so much, and it can For keep sure. you on track. But I just I like writing with him having him right there you know yeah playing it out it's just so much easier yeah and not to say like obviously like i think it's important like recording wise to like record like with a click or whatever but like you're still recording like you playing like right. that's kind of because now you in a weird sense like you you are more physically a part of the album the same way everyone else is that recorded actual guitar and vocals and right. whatever else you know and yeah we when we started the album you know we had caleb and then covid hit and caleb 
freaked out. You know, there's no gigs. I, I hate my job. I'm stuck at home, you know. So he went, he joined the army. So then we were just kind of like, fuck, man, this is a big setback. Because we were only a three piece and he's like a, a big part. And not, not only is in the music, but I mean, he, he, you know, he's one of our best friends, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think we went like six months. Just saying, just what the fuck are we going to do, man? We just kept writing, you yeah. know, but it was like, God. This is such a blow. We're, we're stuck. We're in Cersei, Arkansas, man. How are we ever? <laughs> yeah. man, and then some, we met Dave like on it another was, uh, like band meeting app or whatever it was. I think we and, took a minute from like recording something and Jason was there on his phone and got on his email. And I guess he had, he didn't realize he had signed up on this like music site. Ended up finding out there was an email from Dave. We were like, well, you know. Shit's hard to find in fucking Cersei. So let's just give it a shot. And met David at the Elks Lodge and got to talking to him. And we we jammed with Dave. We had three bass players lined up to try out. And uh we met with Dave and uh he was the first one that we jammed with and we just canceled the other yeah. two. We were like, there's no sense in trying to find yeah. yeah. If you know, you know. This yeah. this yeah. dude's this dude's here. This is what we need right here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he doesn't just fit the music party, fix our, you know, our self, you know. Mm -hmm. You get him and Jason together and it's him and Jason it's over together. with, you know. <laughs> Can't take them anywhere. <laughs> no, that's good. People don't realize how important that is. Like, I'm, is. I'm sure we've talked about it on here. I've talked about it with other people, too. But, like, you know, you can find someone who's a talented musician, but if you don't get along. Dude, you have to. It's gonna fucking suck. Yeah, man. You're like you got to be able to enjoy, also just be able to enjoy like your time around each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very yeah. very important. I tell people a lot. I'm around these guys more than I am my own family. Oh, yeah. sometimes. You know? Yeah. And it's it's never a dull moment with the four of us together. You know, <laughs> there's never a dull moment. But we're constantly together. I mean, it's yeah. not like. It, it it reminds me of like being in a band whenever I was a teenager and you weren't really even a band yet, but you're all best friends pretending like you're in a band. You know what I mean? Hanging out and just hanging out right. all the damn yeah. time, you know? And that's kind of what this band's like. Like we, everything we do, we go do stuff together. I mean, last night I was running sound for some other guys at the Elks Lodge in Cersei, you know, and these guys are out there like hanging out with me, you know, and, and we go see shows together. We go everything, you know. I wake up in the morning and I got texts from these fuckers and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. That's huh? kind of how we are, you know. When we all get together, we're just being stupid and wild. Yeah, and play, I think it makes the music pool, better, man. Talking shit, playing pool. Yeah, it go, may, go yeah. watch fights and shit. Sometimes yeah. I, I think I think it makes the podcast worse because like <laughs> we'll be sitting there, <laughs> we'll be sitting there like just like bullshit, and I'm like, fuck, why aren't we recording? Yeah, <laughs> don't talk until we've hit record. That happens yeah. all the time. We like that a lot. Too, we'll be at practice and somebody will say something totally stupid, and we're just like, "Damn, I really wish we were recording something right now." That's kind of how uh, we we kind of like thought of it, like uh, when we were we were in bands and stuff. We're like, we wish we could just bullshit all the time yeah. and get away with it. When then we finally were able to. Podcast <laughs> is such a huge thing right now. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that's that's super important to find that fucking that like gel and just be able to have a good time. Because if you're not having a good time, then like. I don't want to say what's the point, but kind of really yeah, you real. know, at the core of it. Like it's, it's easy to kind of lose sight of that, you know, you got to make sure it's like, you got to balance professionalism and being on top of it and actually making like good shit, but also still 
yeah, just, just yeah. being able to have fun and fucking hang out. If you can't, then you got to find something to have fun, and then that's going to cut away from your music time. So right. if yep. you're having fun playing music, then that's what you want to do all the time, which is, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You should be kind of, you should be looking forward to doing what I mean, music or for us, podcast, music, whatever, whatever you're planning on doing, you should be looking forward to it in some other way. And if you're not, then it's kind of like something's got to give, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So I totally feel that. What's that, what's that clothing company called that, uh, <clears throat> what's his name? You work with him. Drake. Drake. Yeah. What's we that? just had him on. Yeah. We just had him on. What was all this? in. All in. You got to go all in. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're trying to make like a clothing brand and it's called all in and they're, their whole thing is like it's supposed to be like a big motivational whatever, I guess, like a motto, I guess is a better way to put it. Motivational motto like behind their brand and identity is, to, you know, to you're supposed to just go all in on everything. And they're wanting to like it's I think they're just wanting to do clothes, but they're wanting to do more stuff, too. And mm -hmm. just their whole point is like to just try to help drive inspiration in, in everyone and not just in doing creative shit. But like I think Drake said that, too, in the last one, basically, like. I mean, sometimes it could just be something as simple as like motivation for. It's uh, relative just, to every situation. Yeah, yeah just right. like if you're just exactly. having, yeah. just don't want to get out of bed, just like trying to like provide inf inspiration for someone who just needs to just get up. And, and then you like see live. the shirt on your on the other side of the bed, and then you get up. You're like, oh fuck yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, That's man, what it's bro. supposed to be. <laughs> Oh I didn't think I could do it before, but let me put on this, bro. <laughs> Wake up in a full all-in outfit, Hell all yeah. joggers yeah. and shit. This what's up. I need to buy some clothes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so going going back to kind of like y'all's um, y'all's music and stuff. As far as like influences go, what what would you guys consider some of your your major musical influences? Oh man, in I I run the gamut, man. Yeah. I mean. I think it's different for, for every person in the band, it's really. So is. Yeah, I heard you. Uh, like, so you mentioned is. you tried out with Allison Chains. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, and I mean I'm 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 like I love jam band, dude. I'm a I'm a I'm a deadhead. I love bands like Blind Melon. I love you know, and then I love like I love Slipknot. Mm -hmm. I love Gojira. Yeah. I, you know, just Hell yeah, yeah. If it's good, man, I like it. It's basically Gore. the only rule He is I the biggest have. Gore fan. I am a Gore oh, fan. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Dave Brock. He can be man. in the shittiest mood, like if he ever is. You know, and you like you just say something about Gore, and he's like. <sighs> I'm like, oh, let me just tell you about this fucking shit I seen. You know, <laughs> and it's like, oh god, man. That's how I am about Slipknot. Yeah, yeah I, I love get Slipknot it. too, yeah. man. Yeah, Slip Slipknot was definitely one of my huge, like, early major influences yeah. when I was like learning how to play drums and stuff. Was you know, jam. I was actually listening to one of you guys' episodes yesterday about, um, like, the Joey Jordanson one. You know, yeah, and yeah. that one really hit me hard. You know, because oh, I was yeah. like, dude, I any kid that started playing the drums around the late 90s and they, they say George Jordanson didn't influence them in the littlest bit. They're lying. They're, they're full of shit. Yeah, completely, they're full of shit. Completely full of shit. I think I said that on the podcast. You did. Yeah. That's why I'm here to say yeah. they're full of shit. Thank you for agreeing. <laughs> you know? yeah. But I mean, it's everything he did in every single uh, album it showed, you know, the self-titled versus the Iowa. Last week, I think I listened to the Iowa album like 20 times oh, wow. back to back because it was just like every single song and then like i can't remember which one of y'all said it was but the subliminal brandon probably that one's my favorite yeah, one i love it yeah, yeah it's mine too because it's like not just the 
his playing got even better, but his the writing, pro- the mm-hmm. writing and the production, like you yes. listen to like Iowa's album, it's a lot of thrashy kind of metal drums mm-hmm. versus the the subliminal. Dude, the production was so well on that, you and, know. You know, I, uh, from what I've heard from them, like Rick Rubin gets a lot of like credit for that, but yeah. I don't, I don't think it was him. You know, I, I seen an interview that Sean, you know, Clown said mm-hmm. he would never fucking work with him again. Yeah, Corey said it too. Yeah, yeah. they Corey said that, said that he, was. Yeah, he, they said that he that he wasn't even there most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the the album that the, all of them were trying to get sober. Mm-hmm. And like Jim was like, "How is it hard to get sober?" But then you have this jackass, yeah. you're working with. But I'm like, man, that's the biggest album, you know, of your era, you know. But yeah, Joey's probably my biggest influence when it comes yeah. to, to playing wise. I have like it's weird because people ask me that, and it's like Joey Jordison and Travis Barker. Because okay, yeah. I grew up, when I first started playing the drums, like the drum set, it was just nothing but punk rock. You know, I've always been a Blink-182 oh, fan. I love Blink, yeah. Dude, they're so badass. And then, like, I was in I was in band in high school, and we were coming back from a, a competition. And that was back during the CD days. So I'm, like, in there trying to find a CD in the dark in this bus, and I see this black CD, and I was like, what the hell is this shit? Plug it in, subliminal. After that, I was like, Psh. Fuck punk yeah. rock, man. I got to go metal. Hell Dude, yeah. I, remember li- <laughs> I, I remember listening to a subliminal like on repeat in my bedroom yeah. forever waiting for All Up Is Gone to come out. Yeah. It was crazy. There's it's a great album. Like the two albums that I've always done that with was Iowa and then Linkin Park's Meteora. Oh, yeah. Dude, that one's to me is like one of the best albums ever written, mm-hmm. you know. No, I went I went through those same phases where I like not it's been a while, but like yeah, where I would just like put fucking Iowa or subliminal or yeah. whatever on repeat. And and like like I said too, like they they those were so like monumental, like that and like Avenge Sevenfold and All That Remains, Lamb of God, stuff like that. Those are all like really, really um integral in like me like learning how to play drums like yeah. a long time ago early on i just got so into it and was just jamming with it and just because they're i mean and they're all so wildly different stylistically yeah. too like they're all like i guess at the core like metal but they are all kind of wildly different yeah so i was able to take all these elements from rock band from all of them well <laughs> rock band and guitar it sounds fucking silly i know, but I know. yeah well, no that was that was a big part of me kind of like when I was, I was, I taught myself how to play drums. Right. Okay. And, um, but that was a big part of like, uh, help, helping me when I was like younger, I was like 11, yeah. 11, 12, something like that. And that's when rock band guitar hero, all those games were really yeah. big. And they were, they played a really big part, I think, in helping me build a, a very, like a, like a rhythmic understanding. What's you know? crazy about that too, is like, you never really heard a lot of people say that kind of stuff until post Malone said, Something about how Guitar Hero influenced him how to play guitar. Me too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people always want to come out and say, like, oh, Guitar Hero helped me out. But they're, like, embarrassed in a way. But now it's like you hear so many people like, oh, fuck yeah, like, guitar, you know, yeah. that shit helped me out well, with I my could, hands. I could, and- I could see where the drums would, like, it. that would help you develop. Right. But the guitar is just like, oh, well. I want to actually play a real guitar. Right. If you, you know, already yeah. play guitar, that, then you're like, that's <laughs> yeah. shit ain't yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the thing, like with guitar, I feel like, like obviously, like the charting that doesn't translate to a real guitar. Right. But you are, you are, if you play like on like expert or something, you do build that finger strength. Yeah. And you build that rhythmic, uh, like understanding. You know, if you don't, if you haven't actually played anything yet, what's well, cool? I've, I think I said this a long time ago too. With the drums, though, like on expert, 
the way they chart the way that they chart them just like by nature of how you play if you can play a song on on expert like perfectly on guitar hero or rock band you can play it on drums you set. can play it on the drums like all that movement yeah and how they chart it out because because yeah. it, the because it's rhythmically charted accurately right. so the all the motion in your hands and your and your feet is exactly the same obviously there's going to be some nuances like translating it right. like actual like proper technique if you haven't learned that like how to hit a real bass drum and how to hit cymbals versus drums versus like with rock band where it's just the fucking four rubber pads or right. whatever you know but the rhythm at the core is correct so that like I, I used to just play a bunch of like that guitar hero metallica especially right. back in the day i played the fuck out of that um i was really big into that for a little while but it but it but it helped me a lot it really yeah. did especially especially guitar hero metallica i feel like that really helped build my right foot because i never bought the double bass um for rock band so i just had the one pedal so it was just a lot of fucking a lot of stuff. your legs cramping <laughs> up halfway stopping. through a song yeah yeah Man. like all those do- it's literally just <laughs> <laughs> but it was fucking fucking awesome man but yeah i would say all of that for me that those those played really big parts in the influence and i'm glad you brought that up about Dude. joey too because that's real shit yeah even even if no one has like listening to like modern day bands like uh metal wise like even if they hadn't listened to slipknot they're still getting influence indirectly from joey, joey. because most of these people have been influenced from joey one yeah. way or another like you guys were talking about on the podcast you know when they did the whole roadrunner tribute for like the 20 years or whatever it was they had been open like that they made joey one of the the captains of the mm-hmm. riding and Man, it was like you could not have picked a better fucking person. The whole team, like all their teams, yeah. were really fucking good. Especially like because Rob Flynn was there at the time, and then Matt was there. It wasn't Matt one of the captains? I think so. Yeah, Matt, they were all Matt fucking. Matt Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Probably that's yeah. another big one for me. Fucking Trivium. I Man. still listen to Trivium. Oh, dude. We went yeah. and seen them up in Rogers <laughs> when they opened up for uh, Megadeth. Oh, but that was bad. God, oh, dude. I wanted to go to that so bad, but I don't. I don't remember why. It just didn't. It just didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. It was a great show. All of the bands were amazing, but I would have to say the one that stole it was Lamb of God. Just, really, dude? Just their energy alone stole it from you. But then their musical ability, man. I mean, they're just a kick-ass band. But I mean, Megadeth came out and melted faces too. That's yeah, dope. Trivium. So, yeah. Trivium was oh, badass. Trivium. Oh, yeah. so hate awesome, breed also. Dude. You know, oh, hate yeah. breed. I always wanted to hear them because I'm a big like hardcore like New York style metal kind of like punk in a way. Yeah, and yeah. hate breeds like that. Every song is just like a fist in your face. And I think originally like it was supposed to be in flames was supposed to open up yeah, more, the whole like yeah that's Visa right. they thing. were supposed to. Well, they just released a couple days ago that they're redoing that whole tour again. Like. North American, like Canada, and In Flames is actually going to get to go on tour with oh, them again. Oh, shit. shit. I hope so they stop by here, yeah. I don't think they are this uh, time. No, really. I don't think no. so. Wow. Man, that sucks. That's still cool, though, that they're just like, fuck it, let's do the tour yeah. again. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> it was insane, though, man. It was a badass show. I would love to see Lamb of God live, because I've seen, oh, gosh, I've seen Trivium live uh, either two or three times. I can't remember right I'm now. I'm still butthurt about Chris Adler, so... But, yeah, so I'll, that's the that thing. That does yeah. suck, though, man. Yeah. It does for me, because I was a big Lamb of God fan, oh, you know, the sure, whole man. Sacrament and yeah. Ashes Sa- to the Wake album. Sacrament's oh, so my, good. It's either, that, it's either that one or it's uh, Ermin Strang or whatever, yeah. the new one. I can't ever say it right. What's but cool I, about Chris no, Adler... No, I'll take that back. Resolution. Yeah. It, yeah, resolution and yeah, fucking uh, resolution's Sacrament. pretty underrated. Dude. Yeah, it's because it's, it's right when he got caught and they couldn't promote it. Like that, all that shit. He didn't get caught, but he like all oh, that with shit the whole happening. like uh, the, the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what and it that was. was the album he got sober on. Yeah, 
Are you talking about Randy? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of hardcore movies, like videos on YouTube of watching them, like on the bus, just getting like buck wild, beating oh, the hell yeah. out of each other, drunk. <laughs> yeah, you know? it was a, uh, it was uh fuck. It was Mark and Randy. Yeah, and the Blair Ship Project. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Like, what's really cool about Chris Adler is like. You know, he, he had the modern drummer of the year and was on the magazine and all that. So every year when they do that, that main person will go and perform their their drumming or whatnot. Well, Chris is like the only one that's ever brought one of their guitar players with him. So his brother Willie was there with him and they played like the whole set. Dude, oh, just to that see that, like they had so many great camera angles on Chris Adler. I still to this day cannot figure out how he does a lot of his shit. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Because I think I've seen the video of them playing uh, Blood of the Scribe. Yeah. Yeah. I fucked that video is so badass. Man. Blood of the Scribe is a, is so fun to play. Me and David used to jam that. All the time. All yep. the time. Yeah. You <laughs> learn that song like your wrist, just, just killing from that ride and all that. And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, though, the new drummer for Lamb of God, dude, he's, he's pretty badass. He killed it. You know, definitely kind of like I look at it like the situation with Jay Weinberg. You couldn't have picked a better person oh, to take yeah. over Joey's spot. I don't know. know. I, I wasn't a big fan of that last Lamb of God record. And yeah. I, I I could just tell that Chris wasn't in it. Yeah. But it was different with Jay, but I'm also biased. Right. Because I'm a, such a huge Slipknot fan. Yeah. But at the same time, Jay's killing it, too. He like, is, man. Like, he just got nominated, like, Drummer of the Year and, like, three other types of things. And yeah. he's out there killing it right now. So Oh, he's yeah. I mean, yep. He's fucking phenomenal. I think uh, and Mario because uh, like yeah they had the Drumio Awards yeah. or whatever Mario Duplantier he got like two I think it was Metal Performance of the Year and something else he fucking deserves more. it though yeah. oh yeah, yeah. He's, for he's, sure he, man. he hands down is yeah. is one of the I got best to, I got to see him twice ever. in 2019 and they they fucking kicked ass every single fucking time yeah right. I've seen Gojira twice now and and yeah like I you haven't said, got it to see inc- them but I would love to man oh it's oh, it's dude. fucking awesome especially if they have like all their fucking like what what would you call those the they're like steam but they're like blasting it yeah like I, I like they're they're not fog like machines. The geysers. Geysers, yeah, yeah, those things. Yeah. Some of my favorite sick. live videos of them is over there at Red Rocks. Like Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. been to that venue before and oh, wow. man, I'll tell you what, I, that is one of the most killer venues. And I could just imagine seeing that because I've seen Skrillex there and we won't talk about that. that, was, <laughs> <laughs> that was, Skrillex is okay. Man, oh yeah, Skrillex. it was all right. So was that whole night, but you know, it was fun. But yeah, I would love to see, you know, a big band like Ojira there. Man, no, seeing him there, I could only imagine how fucking amazing that was being there. Because I've seen him at Exit 111 Fest. It was like, uh, basically, it was like Metal Bonnaroo out in mm. uh, Tennessee a couple, well, a few years ago now. And then I just saw them again and again in Tennessee, but at a different venue. I don't remember where. I saw him at the right. uh, the Slipknot, like, uh, in Iowa, I saw him in Des Moines. I went to the big Des Moines Iowa State Fair. Oh show, yeah, where well, they finally got to yeah, headline that. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. My thing is, is why did it take them so damn long? I for real, you know, really, they've been a big deal for so long. And there's nothing in Ohio. Time. Like, there's nothing in Des Moines. Like, why don't you <laughs> do it? Only Look, reason man, people know anything about Des Moines is because of Slipknot. <laughs> yeah, I, I drove. <laughs> I, I I rode and drove like eight hours to see Little Rock. Like that's what Des Moines is. It's just <laughs> it's, it's Little, Little Rock. Rock. Like, did you go down a road and it's like it's like Sixth Street, and you're like, yeah. oh shit, it's Little Rock. Yep. <laughs> it looks oh, exactly like it. There's Vinos. Yeah, there's Vinos. <laughs> <Vino. laughs> yeah, I'd like people like canning out flyers and shit for like their own Vinos place. Yeah, it was happening everywhere. 
It was, they're they're big though. Like they everyone came out like oh, in yeah. Des Moines to, to go see them though. It was sick. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I'm sure there were plenty of people like you who were traveling from out of state oh, to yeah, go see yeah, it specifically yeah. here. There was a guy from LA there that just like we were walking with because like after after like Slipknot like after the show ended, you just see like black shirts just fucking walking <laughs> out like this whole huge line of people. Just it was fucking crazy. That reminds me of whenever I uh I went and saw Metallica in Dallas. It was it was Metallica and Avenged actually which was fucking phenomenal i remember yeah. being just so excited that for show. that show you yeah i forgot you went well, yeah. we didn't go together but um but yeah y'all wound up having to pick me and anthony up because <laughs> we oh it was so fucking stupid i'll tell that story i guess um <laughs> we went to see him and what reminded me of of the story that he was talking about is like after the show it was like at the dallas like like tech cowboy stadium i think right. so yeah. it was huge um afterwards we we me and my friend Ubered there, but then by the time we got out, our phones were dead. Or mine was at like five percent. His was dead. Mine was at five percent. We're like, oh, we're fucked. Like, I don't even think we're gonna be able to get an Uber right now because there's so many people. We're like, well, we have a better chance if we walk down to this Walmart instead of doing it at the venue. We go to the Walmart. This Walmart is packed to the brim. Like he talked about with people in fucking black shirts. Yeah, you know where all these been. Metallica mm-hmm. fans. Yep. Yeah, the Walmart was. I mean, fucking jam packed with Metallica fans. <laughs> it was just like. Fuck. Okay, never mind. This was a terrible idea. <laughs> they probably the same they idea had, you yeah, had. They all had the yeah, same thought. Yeah, we walk in the Walmart and there's dudes coming in there drunk, like, yeah, Metallica. <laughs> and like, you tell the employees, do not give a fuck, dude. No. The the Buffalo buffers <laughs> just like trying to ignore everybody. Right. And shit. But I managed to get a hold of him with like no battery left on my phone. Um, it was just like, hey, we need a ride. We need a ride back to our hotel, man. Like we um. Because we didn't drive there ourselves. We took an Uber, and I wish we hadn't have. But it, it worked out. But he was super drunk. So I'm sitting there, like, explaining what's going on. He was just like, huh? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I was like, dude, I, I was like, hey, is there someone else I can talk to? He's like, here, let, let me let you talk to him. Where were y'all? <laughs> we are in Dallas. We in oh, shit. Dallas. I was thinking about, like, when they came to Little Rock. No. Uh, we are okay, in Dallas. So we would have been stranded, like, in fucking Dallas, yeah, like, 15, was... well, 15 minute drive from the hotel. I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know how that would have worked out if, if y'all hadn't have uh, been there. So yeah. I'm very glad that that worked out the way it did. Yeah, soon after that, I just passed out. So if you would have called any later, you pr- you probably would have been fucked. <laughs> that was crazy. I wound up not having to buy a charger either, so that's good. But that, that was a good time. That was a fantastic show. Yeah, it was show. incredible. Fantastic My God. show. I think it was better than the next time I saw him when they came here. See, that's the time I seen him. When they came here yeah. the, how, a couple years ago? Yeah. You said, it, and that was a good show. That was an excellent show, That show, show was too. crazy because that was on my birthday. It's on my and birthday. Was it really? Jan- January 20th? Yeah. Yeah, that's my birthday. Holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I was Damn actually shit. just about to mention that, so that's fucking so crazy. So we had tickets <laughs> up at the top, and I was like, yeah. you know, I ain't messed up bad. Anywhere you sit in, in Little Rock, you're going to be able to see. So we're sitting there, and my buddy Brandon's like, hey, let's go down and get some beers. I was like, all right. So we go down there. Well, we somehow vin- uh, move off, and we see, like, the box. And we're like, oh, we got to see what it's like inside one of these. Nobody's in there, so we kind of walk in. We're checking it out. Out of nowhere, this chick and her husband come walking in, and we're like, "Oh, we're we're so sorry." And he's like, "No, no, no, no." He's like, "You guys want to stay down here with us?" And I was like, "Ah, yeah, hell yeah." So <laughs> we're like, "Well, we already have like four or five. He's like, "Well, go get them." They were already like just shit drunk, so we ended up <laughs> spending like forty bucks for a ticket or, or whatever up to the top, and ended up in a box. And I was like, "Man." 
you could not have gotten any better. Yeah. I mean, that was the first yeah. time I'd ever seen Metallica. And I, uh, I'm sorry. That was insane show though. The, it was good. This last was. time, this last time I went and saw Slipknot, I was just supposed to be. Uh, I got yard tickets, like the yard tickets, open. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Rogers? Yeah, and uh, my brother, he knew like like that got like head of security because it's his girlfriend's like uncle. And we didn't even know he was going to be there. And, like, we saw, like, he, he came and found us. He found us. And then uh, he was like, where are y'all seat, you know, sitting at? Like, where y'all at? Your, what tickets y'all got? And we told him the yard. He was like, all right, well, uh, here in a minute, I'm going to call you. We got fucking pit tickets, dude. And we were right there in the fucking dude. front, dude. It was sick. That like, was when they just played here, right? Yeah. Who who came with them? Uh, it was, fuck, Kill Switch. That's uh, right. Fucking um, Fever 333. And... Uh, Code Orange And Code Orange Was fucking sick I heard they're getting pre- A lot of heat right now They're getting big Dude they're fucking awesome I lo- I'm i a huge fan Of Code Orange yeah. If you haven't checked them out You should Go I really ahead. wanted to see that Well most likely For Slipknot But mm-hmm. I'm a big Kill Switch Oh yeah fan. We all are yeah, Even are with too. Jason Or Howard It I doesn't mean, matter It doesn't yeah, They're both ama- like, I think we talked about that A couple weeks ago like Dude, but Howard, I mean, come yeah. on. I know, yeah. yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Howard's still I, where he's fucking at. But, Whenever, Je- yeah. but Jesse's fucking just as good live. Yeah, he live, it, he kills the fucking Howard songs. It's Man. fucking awesome. And I like, he's kind of underrated in that sense. Right. When they just did that whole a new album, and then I seen they had both of them on that one song. Oh, yeah. That's a, I was like, man, yeah. this is insane. Like, that's cool as hell because if. You know, most of the time, whenever you see a, a singer leave and another one comes in, the old singer tries not to ever do anything with them. They have beef with them or something like that. Yeah, it's yep, so yep. cool seeing two singers from the same band working to good, working yeah. good together. You know, I would fucking love it if they just like had two singers. Man, like, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, there's not really a point. They sound a lot alike, but I don't care. That's yeah. kind of true. I but like it would be cool. <laughs> it, would. it would be like something like you know, I prevail. They yeah. have the two singers. You know, yeah, but. uh that's like the best song on the album. It is. I, yeah, it's it's such a fucking good song. I love that song, and they should do another one together for sure. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, he. I think uh, not too long ago, Howard actually joined him on stage again. Yeah, like a couple of, like weeks ago or something oh, like that. Oh yeah, nice. I think I remember hearing about that. And he was on that one song. What was it like Signal Fire? That's yeah. what we just, we just said about. that. Oh, did y'all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Hey. hey take, it was a long night. Take, <laughs> take another drink of that Red Bull, man. All right, hang on. Let me get Have it. you guys checked out like Howard's other band, Light the Torch? Oh yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. We 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 uh, been listening to them since they were the Devil You Know. Yeah. 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 I love that first actually, album, man. I actually saw them live uh, with Trivium. They opened really? for Trivium, and oh, it was tri- it was them, Avatar, and Trivium. Yeah. In Nashville, I'm so jealous you got to see Avatar, man. It was a, it was a pretty bad at the time. Was that when Jared Dons was playing with Trivium? It was the same tour, but this this show was before all that happened. Oh, okay. So that was the tour, yeah. That you that where Matt Heafy had to mm-hmm. leave in the middle of the tour, early in the tour. Yeah, that's right. Because so Howard the, started singing, like saying some, yeah, like some songs they, with them. Which is it's honestly such a cool thing how that all came together. Like because Matt Heafy had to left, so it was like Jared Dines came in to play guitar. And the rest of the band was subbing in and vocals, but they also had the um, guy from Avatar and Howard coming on and doing vocals for Trivium songs. That's cool. So it was like this once in a lifetime, like unique. But the show that I saw that hadn't happened yet. Right. So it was extremely oh, yeah. early in the leg. But I, I, I'm still happy with it because I just got to see fucking Trivium as is with Matt Heafy. Yeah. Not upset at still, all. Still, I bet Howard could fucking kill all those Trivium. Oh, for sure, Probably. but he but he killed it live with light the torch too. So oh, yeah. like I still got to see it. 
But what I was trying to say with you, like with Avatar, I didn't really appreciate the show at the time because I wasn't that big of a fan. But um, in hindsight, it was a really good show. Their production's pretty pretty legit. Yeah, they had these really cool mic stands where it was like um it was almost like on like a 90 degree pivot like it had some kind of counterweight or spring or something so like they would stand up and they could just knock them over and they'd fall but then they could just kick them back up and they'd come up like this that's pretty dope yeah Yeah. and they had all the like circusy theatrics and even those had that kind of like steampunky look to it too Mm -hmm. uh i can't even remember the singer's name johan uh god damn Johannes, Johann Sebastian Bach, Eckerstrom, Eckerstrom, right? Yeah, Johann Johann Bach. He was doing his whole fucking wild shit. It was all in all that that was a a fantastic show too. I think I did a meet and greet there too with Trivium. That was cool. It was a pretty just kind of like, hey, nice to meet you. You get a picture, whatever. That but seems like that's usually how it goes. It is. That's it. Yeah. it really is. And but. sometimes you don't even get to take a damn picture with right. Them. No, it was fucking sick, though. Um, I know they say Trivium is, like, one of the most professional bands there is out there from, like, they take everything, like, so seriously. Their warm-ups to timing everything they're out, very like, disciplined yeah like, yeah, like matt yeah. won't even like perform three hours like right. he, like he has to wait three hours after he eats yeah before he'll sing i think i watched like a metal mayhem something like that festival tour thing they were doing and like they were doing like jujitsu yeah, yeah he does that a lot i'm he's, just like dude like your whole day he's like well this is the list we're gonna do just come with us and i'm <laughs> fucking, like man by half the day i'd be so fucking tired maynard you know? <laughs> maynard uh keenan he he fucking uh he practices jujitsu and shit yeah, too with yeah. like nate diaz and shit which Matt is Heafy is a busy dude he like, is like aside from trivium and aside from that like he i mean he also is like a full-time twitch streamer now too so I've he's always doing that and um Patrick showed me like I guess he has like a fucking new death metal band. It was like Abaraki or something like that. Oh, you're gonna to love him. You're gonna love him because that song had a uh, Nergal yeah, on it Behemoth. too, right? Yeah, from Behemoth. Nice. So it has that like black metal, death metal style feel. So mm-hmm. he's doing that too, and then always super active with Trivium. But he's on Twitch like all the fucking time. Oh yeah, he's always lot. there. And, and I think all of them except for Corey are like I think. Um, Alex Bent and Paulo do it too. I think Matt Heafy probably does it the most, but they're also doing that shit. Sometimes they'll link up and they play Warzone together and shit too. So yeah, but like yeah, those dudes. That like you're right. They they're on top of it. They stay busy and like you know Trivium like this multifaceted business basically. Like Trivium's another band that's had like multiple drummers with their <laughs> band. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I really think that they finally nailed it but, with yeah, Alex. Yeah, you know? he's, he's 100%. The, he's my favorite. You know, he's, they've had too. a lot of really good ones, but like when you see a lot of his videos, he looks so comfortable, but he's just <laughs> going to town he's on the so, kid. Yeah, he's always stoic. He has no expression no in his face. No expressions at all. None, but he's just fucking blasting. Even at the show, we've seen him. They were on the big screens, and I'm like, okay, this guy's not as chill as he was on the video. And you see him, he's just like, I'll chillax like he's drinking tea back there, but his hands <laughs> yeah, are going yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, that's another another drummer. There's there's so many great musicians even like around this area, you know, that need a lot of like attention. That's why I'm really glad yeah. like the scene around here is really starting to pick up. You know, we had oh, what was the the Vino show? We had the first band that opened up, Crossing Acre. Crossing Acre. Their guitar players were freaking phenomenal 
you know and they were good man. they were they, really they a, good they had a good set you know everything about them was their their tones were clean and you know it's just it's yeah, I don't know. Everybody that we've been playing with has been really good, yeah. man. I mean, Dark from Day One's yes. a great band. Yeah, I Eddie played a show with man. Too long they're ago. great. Those are oh, some good guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. We had Dark. Uh, well, Dark from Day One was at that fest, the same yeah. festival we met you guys at. Um, but we we've played like I played drums like with Luke Luke Shoemaker. Yeah, and um, we played a good handful of shows probably with them now i think there's probably another i'm sure there will be more in the future luke's, <laughs> luke's killing it too man like yeah, man. i was actually listening to that new album of his this morning and every song on that album yeah, just hits dude it's really good so album. the production it, on it job and, and i've been following him a lot like you see a lot of his videos on facebook where he's just like you see his, his screen his recording you just get like a 10 second clip and you're just like oh dude and then you hear the whole song, and you're just like, that's badass, man. <laughs> that's I remember awesome, man. Luke, like, because we went to high school with Luke. Yeah. Like, he was, uh, what, two grades or a grade I below think us? two. Yeah, he was like two grades below us. And he would always run up to me and be like, dude, you hear the new Nickelback song? And I was like, <laughs> and I was, and I was like no, Luke. I have not heard the new Nickelback song. And now, and that, like, and thinking about like back then till now, and I'm just like, I'm so proud of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially after that album. He's come a man. long way with the mm-hmm. sound for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because whole, that whole, whole album was just so the guitars they were perfectly, you know, mixed. And I'm just big shout out to Luke, dude. He's killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Rob too. Yeah. His yeah. Uh, the guy. He's in. He's guitar also, player for Dark from Day, day One. one yeah. But he, but he, he produced, produced that, that album. Man, he really blew me away whenever we played with him there at that show at Area Fifty One. For some reason, like every time I see him now, I think of like the guitar player from Deftones. Um. Oh yeah, Stephen Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. He's got that total vibe how he plays, and I was just like, "Damn, like that dude is killing." You know, which that was the first show that I had got to play with Dark from Day One and Jason also. And man, I'm looking forward to future shows with them guys. Oh, for sure, man. Take a peek to your right, real quick, right there. Boom! There it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first little. That album was the first. Ever signed Luke Shoemaker album, but it was signed twice. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got gold then. Yeah. You want to tell him the story? I got to so, hear it. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so fucking dumb. This is how you can tell it's going to be a good story. I was uh, intoxicated. Uh. And I was, I saw Brandon. I was like, "Where the fuck are you?" This is at the our uh, Temple Live album yeah. release show at Fort Smith, by the way. Right. On. I'm already like four beers in like and they're like they're like tall cans i think or were they bottles i don't remember i Fuck wasn't it, I there care. for most of that <laughs> oh well, yeah that's right you weren't but um yeah i like ran up and i got i got all the fucking signatures from everyone and then like by the end of the night like they had just all rubbed off from fucking sweat and shit <laughs> so you had to get redone again yeah so i found zach uh the other guitar player and uh he let me go backstage and i was fucked up and i was so confused i was like why are they letting me back here? <laughs> like, yeah like, yeah i wasn't supposed to be back there and like everyone was cool they're like fuck it yeah so pat's coming back there but i don't know yeah it, i mean it was whatever yeah, but like I, I was confused because i like i was still up on stage like we had just got done playing you know and we were off side stage and all of a sudden patrick like is, he's obviously trash super sweaty. he's like dude hey man hey man all the, all the singers just got rubbed off bro i need you to sign it again yeah they got rubbed off of the wrap the around the cd right yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. that was that was honestly kind of my fault like i was like i was like 
Well, it'd be cool if it was sealed too. Just we'll just sign the plastic wrap on the outside, yeah. <laughs> and it fucking. I should I should have kept the plastic wrap. <laughs> yeah, that's what should have happened. Yeah, so it, it yeah he unwrapped it. We re-signed it. There it is, oh, yeah. <laughs> memorialized. Yeah, on set. <laughs> oh, we, we've man. actually got shows coming up with all of those guys. Yeah. I was just I'm about to ask. I was like, speak, speaking of shows, I, I would love to hear about you got um, y'all's upcoming shows and future uh, plans. The next one, Sinfest at the Hard Riders. We play on day one, which is the 18th. They're going to do two days, the 18th and the 19th. Uh, so we have that. And then after that, we have uh, this guy just uh, released an album named Jeff Carlson. And uh, they've been touring all over the country. They're coming here. We're going to play at the Censored Monkey, which is in Cabot. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, they, I don't think that they do a whole lot of rock shows there that I'm aware no, of. No, not really. Well, they used, well, I haven't been there since it, it used to be the Elixir. The Elixir yeah. And yeah. there for a while, they were doing a lot of metal shows. That's yeah. what I remember about. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that. The Elixir was in Cabot? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like on the line of yeah, Cabot okay. Jacksonville. Oh, I was about to yeah. say, I, I didn't even know. Yeah. I didn't even know it pla- the place changed. I thought it was still the elixir. No, no it's censored monkey now. Because they tried calling it the drunken monkey. Yeah. And then they got a little bit of a trouble with that, I guess, with the name wise. So they put the censored on top of the drunken. Now it's the censored yeah, monkey. Yeah, you can yeah. still okay. see the word yeah. drunken, yeah. but it's got like a big sticker. <laughs> so much cheaper it. than a new sign. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That kind of <laughs> gives a character in a way to me. I, I like it, you know. That's true. That is pretty funny because you can still tell. But yeah. yeah, you're right. It doesn't really add to it. So now if they ever got a new sign, it's like, well, now we've got to like have that. That's yeah. part of the logo. Now. Right. Yeah. For it being like one of those places you play in like the corner, it's actually a really fun place to play at. Yeah, I remember like f- especially for a corner stage, I will say it was I wasn't half bad because mm-hmm. um, most of the time corner stages kind of fucking suck. Yeah, they're such a bad idea. Just yeah. don't just. Yeah. Build your stage straight, please. Right. Like, <laughs> I put my drum set up and I've got this like it's so inconvenient. Like, I could dude. see if I was like Ringo and had four pieces to my drum <laughs> kit, but you know, with this band, I before this band, like it was just a simple drum setup. Yeah. Now it's like evolved to I got my electrics, you know, because we run my the backing tracks off of my Roland. And, nice. Okay. You know, it's just and you get these guys and like you need this and you need this and it's yeah, like we keep on Frankenstein <laughs> there's so yeah. much more and I'm just yeah. like ah okay but it does suck for like you know those corner stages you don't have any room mm-hmm. so, I have played a gig and it wasn't a big deal because it was like I was like doing a fill in so it was just like covers and stuff and like it was one of those corner stages but it was like so bad like I could not bring my full kit up there right. I had to like strip it down I was like okay no rack toms they're not gonna fit I'm just gonna can't use half these symbols so right. I was like up there with like I think it was snare floor tom, two cymbals. Yeah, it's half like not including the hi hat, something like that. Um, I mean it worked, but yeah, no I, corner stages, especially for the fucking drummer, dude, because you're just trapped. Right. Once you get your shit set up, you have to like shimmy back there. Yeah, it's such. That's what I can say about dude. the censored monkey is like they did pretty good though because we were just there to see a couple of our friends playing, and their drummer had a massive kit. So I right then and there I was like. I'm golden on this stage. Yeah, you know? I think the I stage is different now. Yeah, it's, it's oh, pretty it big. It's got, they've big actually built it up a lot bigger. Well, that's good. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we had like a six-piece then, so we were like all, oh, yeah, we, did. We, we were all over the place. This stage would accommodate now, man. It's yeah. a pretty okay, good-sized cool. stage, yeah. I'll have to go check that place out Must again. have been after they changed everything. They kind of redone it, you know. And you are playing there on the 18th? Playing there on the 18th, yeah. yeah. Of March? Yeah. Okay, sweet. And then... Oh, that show, I'm so horrible with dates, but... We got all kinds of shows coming up, man. We're playing with Polka Dot Cadaver. Yeah, that's in September with uh, 
we're playing uh, see at the Cincinnati Monkey. We got three miles from Providence coming with us, which are amazing guys. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, they are. Me and those guys go way back. They were know? um they were on our uh, album release show. Was deal. it? Yep. Man, yep. phenomenal people. And then we have uh, they're playing us with us at the Polka Dot Cadaver mm-hmm. Show in September. I think that was at Area Fifty One. Um, I know there is one show, but we I don't think we're allowed to say anything just quite yet. No, that's but fine. it's huge. It's we're a so badass show. It's a big it. show. That's Unless you want to tell us. Fuck it. We're not going to do it, Mama Mary. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, Mary would kick my ass. Are you, uh, are you, are you guys working pretty close with Mary? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we love Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, this, this episode will be She told me to give you all a shout out, too. Thanks for the sponsorship, I think she said. Okay. On one of the upcoming shows. So, yeah, she was really stoked about it. Us coming here, yeah. hang out with you guys too. There's one show though yeah, for real that, that. You really be watching on all of our social media because it's going to be a pretty big show in Little Rock. You know, that's all I'm going to say. It's in Little Rock. Fuck yeah, yeah. okay. A lot of big ass bands in it, so yeah. really, it's going to be badass, dude. That is badass. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm gonna. I'm Mary's gonna working her ass so off. So sucks on that not one. being able to it say. Does, it. Yeah. I know. I, I, I totally understand. No, we have a show uh with Luke that it's the same kind of thing. It's like it's in the works. There's a few that are in the works, but we yeah. can't fucking talk about them. Yeah. That's all the way down there. here. I was like, don't talk about that show. Don't talk about that show. <laughs> unless you want to. Yeah, unless, <laughs> Mary, <laughs> yeah, unless I want Mary to kick my ass. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Man. We'll edit it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell us later. I promise. No, no it's okay. For real, though, but big yeah. shout out to Mary, though. She's yes, been killing it around here a lot, you know. She keeps trying to retire, and we yeah. won't let her. No. Well, that's what we were going to say. Is like, yeah, she she retired but then like immediately got right that's back what I into said. I said it, you man. retired for like 15 hot minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> she got bored pretty quick but that's awesome man i'm glad that that's um y'all are working tight knit with her and she's yeah she's been great to work with and for real. with luke and even with us oh, like doing yeah. like she does sponsorship give up. shows and stuff that's my biggest thing with her she does not give up because when you're like there's been times i'm like man i really want to do this. she's like baby don't don't give up hope she goes, I'll knock the fucking door down and I'll get it for you. And I'm like, okay. You know? <laughs> That's what's up. And she makes it happen. So yeah. she's killer. She's the best. That's fucking awesome, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're kind of we're kind of closing up on on kind of end of time here about um before before we call it, do you guys I mean have anything else that you want to plug? Anything else? Man, just go to our website. Yeah. Everything's on the website, monkeythumb.com. You can check out REPK. You can buy merch, yeah. all the songs, all the videos. We just want to say thanks to everybody, everybody who gives anything at all. Like, not we we got so many fans that like we know can't make it to every show, and, so, and it's mm-hmm. but they still share, they still get the word out, they still encourage us, you know. And one thing's just as important as another to us, and we just it's just a really cool feeling, like at nighttime when you post something on Facebook because. You you want to do it in the daytime, but everybody's at work. So we kind of like have a plot where it's like we post shit at nighttime. So when everybody gets up in the mornings, they see everything. Well, we get up and there's just like comments and reactions to the Instagram and Facebook. And we I thought mean, nobody cared. Yeah, we thought nobody cared. You know? <laughs> yeah. But no, it's 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 cool as hell, man. I just want to say thanks to everybody yeah, sure. that's helped out. No that's matter great, what. Because mm-hmm. we great. do have a lot of killer ass people like Jason. There's so said. many people that to that we should like give yeah. a shout out to that. I just know that we're going to miss somebody yeah. that busted their ass to help us, and I'd feel so 
There's no, just I so many people, relate. you know. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, if you when you garner that kind of support, I mean, you get it from all different avenues. For real. So it's just, it is the, it is like the best way to do. It. It's just like, man, if you've fucking supported us in any form or fashion, right? Like, thank you, because yeah. it does. Like that, that's super, super important. You know, we could do anything and everything right and put all this stuff out but like if if no one supported us and no one listened to it no one cared it wouldn't matter you know right so yeah it's like just as important you know and that's what i love about the scene coming up now because like you know growing up everybody was like there's no scene in arkansas i'm like well there really wasn't but now that we have a lot of really kick-ass bands and people that are really wanting to help each other out because mm-hmm. i feel like back in the day it was like screw yeah. your band i want to do just mine and if you don't make it oh well yeah it seems like around here lately like Dark it's evolving and no, luke and everybody don't you know like people still are like that though. they are you gotta they watch are, out yeah. for them but yeah. Yeah. yeah but there's a lot of cool cats nowadays that are really helping each other out and you know, pushing each other. So yeah. just thanks to everybody. Man. And as long as we stay on that, we want to support bands yeah. and mm-hmm. we want to pull, you know what I mean? We want yeah. to do everything we can for other bands too. So as long as we stay in that frame of mind, we don't give a shit how big assholes anyone else. Are. <laughs> right. 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 You know? There's yeah. probably someone cool in your band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. But no, you're right. It's evolved a lot. You know, it's been, it's been nice to kind of see it, it come. It's definitely, definitely, definitely come a long fucking way right. from like 2010, 2012 era and shit like that. Um, so, but, and then just to add to that, I mean, it's been awesome seeing you guys progress and it's looking like it's just going to keep getting fucking better. So, oh, yeah. so. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you guys can make it on. Really appreciate you. Yeah, dude. Thanks here. for having us. Thank so this Had fucking a, place is awesome. We just want to hang out yeah. and yeah, drink dude. the rest of the day if that's cool with y'all. That's I mean, up. shit. Yeah. It's like, I don't got anywhere to be for a little bit. So, I mean, we, yeah, y'all don't have to just fucking yeah, yeah, get the fuck out of here. It's like, as soon as cameras are off, just like, all right, guys, fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> got business yeah <laughs> but no for real guys thank you so much for being on Thanks, it was man. it was a really good time um and thank ever thank you everybody for listening watching lost your party um we got some uh shout outs to do real quick to yeah. some patrons yeah we we've finally officially launched our patreon yeah um so lobster party po- or what is it patreon.com slash lobster party podcast if you guys are interested and like what you see here and want to support us like uh, that that would be super helpful, and we would really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to shout out our uh, Lobster Supreme tier patrons, JC Huber, Cody, and Mike. We really appreciate you guys and join that Lobster Supreme tier if you guys are interested in shout outs and and all the and just all the additional content that we're putting on there. I mean, we're doing everything from just just like some bonus episodes, but mostly probably like blooper reels and any kind of just additional bonus content that you're not going to see anywhere else. So if that's something that uh, is of interest to you then fucking check it out um but yeah everyone who's already su- subbed and anyone who's just been supporting us this whole time anyway we appreciate you but yeah lobster party or no i i'm, I'm gonna say it right one of these fucking days patreon.com slash lobster party podcast uh just give us give us some support and we we greatly appreciate it um we're gonna close it out we're gonna play um monkey thumbs latest uh, music video uh no hell like home so Enjoy that, and uh, I guess we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.